Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I've got a short story here sent in by Chin, and it's from Michigan. And there's a, not a lot of detail to the story itself, but a bunch of little interesting tangents, as I like to go off on. From the Daily Mining Journal, the Daily Mining Journal, which is a newspaper in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. It's been around a long time because, of course, it was founded back in the heyday of mining in the UP. Michigan man cleared of killing two hunters to get a million dollars for wrongful convictions. So a man spent time in prison, 21 years in prison. He was convicted of murder. And it turns out not only did he not do it, but the prosecutors forgot to turn over some documents to his defense team at the time, which if they had, would have pretty much probably mean that he didn't get convicted. But he did. And he spent 21 years in prison. And now pretty much everyone looks at this and goes, oh, yeah, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. So the state of Michigan has agreed to pay the man a little over a million dollars because he spent nearly 21 years in prison for the deaths of two hunters before the convictions were thrown out in February. And so Michigan is one of the states that has a law that says if you are wrongfully convicted, wrongfully convicted, and you can prove it, you can get paid for the time you spent in prison when you shouldn't have been there. Some states allow for that. Some states do not. And there are some states where you can spend 30, 40, 50 years in prison, and they can actually go, oh, it turns out that uh, the prosecutors did everything wrong in your trial. You were completely screwed in every constitutional way. You can now leave. Go home. And they'll hand you a a bag with the stuff you came in with, if it's still there. And that's it. And, And they might even walk you to the front gate of the prison and slam the door behind you and say, go, go home. So the man is now 71 years old, was put in prison at roughly the age of 50, spent the ages of 50 through 71 in prison for murders he did not commit. He qualified for compensation under the state's wrongful conviction law, which pays $50,000 for each year behind bars. Records show that a court of claims judge, James Redford, signed off on the deal on August 23rd. Now, his attorney is Wolfgang Mueller, and I've met Wolfgang Uh, and he's got that great name, and I believe he now spends a lot of time working on cases like this. So it's always neat uh, when you run into somebody, and I met him probably 30, 29, 30 years ago, and at that time he was working at a firm handling all kinds of stuff, and I think now he's kind of gotten into this niche. It's one of the things he does is help people who are wrongfully convicted get out of jail and then get the compensation they deserve. So he said, Our goal is to hold accountable those who are responsible for the harm done to Mr. Titus. The man's name is Jeff Titus. The state's acknowledgement of his wrongful conviction is a start. Titus had long declared his innocence in the fatal shootings of two men near his Kalamazoo County land in 1990. So where were you in 1990? I can tell you right now, I was in law school. I was not an attorney yet. So 1990. Now, the man was released from a life sentence earlier this year when authorities acknowledged that the trial uh, in 2002 had issues. Among other things, his lawyer was never given a police file with details about another suspect. So the trial was in 2002, but the murders happened in 1990. And when you go to trial as a defendant... The prosecution is under an obligation to show you the evidence that they have against you. It's called discovery. And uh, I know that in uh, my cousin Vinny, 
a lot is made out of the fact that, boy, uh, Vinny would really like to see what the prosecution has. Now, in real life, an attorney would know that that's available to defense attorney. And I know they're trying to make it funny and how incompetent he is, but you literally have to be brain dead and sleep through about 16 different classes to not know that. However, you're entitled to the evidence before trial. There should be very, very few surprises at trial from the prosecution to the defense other than witnesses who get on the stand and say something that wasn't somehow recorded before the fact. So, in other words, you, if somebody makes a witness statement to the police, the police turn that over to the defense. The defense gets that. But I've heard of cases before where a witness gets on the stand and says something shocking, and nobody's expecting that. The defense attorneys very quickly look, and they see that statement is not in the statement of the witness. And, of course, then you cross-examine them on that. Just a minute ago, you said that you immediately recognized the defendant? Yes, I said that. Do you remember filling out a witness statement, giving that to the prosecutor? Yeah. Was that witness statement truthful and accurate when you gave it to him? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to hand it to you and ask you to take a look at it. Do you recognize that? Yeah. Is that your signature at the bottom? Yeah. Did you review it before you signed it? Yeah. Do you see where it says, I did not recognize the man who did it? (laughs) But there are surprises at trial. But the surprises don't come from things that the prosecution withheld from the defendants. So the man was released because... It turns out that there was evidence in the police file about another suspect. And the other suspect actually looked pretty good as far as suspects go. So the man they were looking at besides Titus was an Ohio serial killer who killed five victims between 1989 and 1992 who were out hunting, fishing, or jogging. And Kalamazoo is in the southern part of the lower peninsula of Michigan. So it's not far from Ohio. There is no dispute that the failure to produce the file violated this man's constitutional rights. In June, Kalamazoo County prosecutor said Titus will not face another trial because they could have said, we're still going to retry him, but just let him bring this into evidence except he's already spent 21 years in prison, you know the defense is going to be, he didn't do it. The serial killer from Ohio did it. So the prosecutor said, I don't know who ultimately murdered the two victims. But he also was not involved in the trial in 2002. Meanwhile, and this is, this is the sentence that gets me, there was no physical evidence against Titus. He was simply portrayed at trial as a hothead who didn't like trespassers. The Innocence Clinic at University of Michigan Law School worked to exonerate him. But meanwhile, the serial killer from Ohio died in prison in 2011. Okay? So, a couple things going on here. There was no physical evidence against the man. He was simply portrayed at trial as a hothead who didn't like trespassers. I've got news for you, and this is the importance of jury selection. Because many people who own big pieces of land, I'm not talking about owning 19 acres in downtown New York City. I'm talking about owning 10 acres out in the country. A lot of people who own pieces of land like that, 
don't like trespassers. And the reason is, is that unfortunately in Michigan and in many other places, many people come upon a piece of property and go, well, ain't nobody living here. It's okay if I hunt here and or recreate on this land in some other manner. Hike on it, bike on it, go fishing on it, whatever it might be. And I've talked to far too many people. I can't summarize all of it, but I can tell you that I've heard all kinds of things, including people who said a week before hunting season, they literally walked the entire face of their property, posting no trespassing signs. They came by a week later and they'd all been torn down. All of them torn down. And you go onto the property, you find a guy hunting, you say, excuse me, what are you doing here? What do you mean, what am I doing here? Oh, and by the way, the guy's armed. Um, you're on my property. How would I know that? Uh, all those no trespassing signs you walked by? I didn't see any no trespassing signs. I saw a bunch of stuff on the ground. But if you want to post it, you're supposed to post it on a tree or something, aren't you? And then they act all confused, but they know what they're doing. Everyone knows what they're doing. And so... Are there hotheads out there who don't like people trespassing on their property? Well, I wouldn't call him a hothead. I just say he's a normal person who's probably had people trespassing on his property. And so if they find people on his property who are dead and there is no physical evidence linking him to that, uh, how do you get a murder conviction again? And so unfortunately... There are prosecutors out there who actually view a case like this as a challenge. Let's see if we can get a conviction with no physical evidence against the defendant. So we get up there and we bring in neighbors who talk about arguments they've had with the guy. They bring in hunters who've been caught trespassing out there and say, yeah, the guy yelled and screamed at me and said, get off my, pro you know, get off my property. He's a hothead. And again... The odds of me being on that jury are pretty slim if that were to happen in the future, only because I don't get called for jury duty that often. But I'd love to be on the jury in that one. I'd love to be on that jury in that one. And go, let me get this straight. No physical evidence, but we're putting him on trial because of his personality. So here we are now. He's getting a million dollars. And I've talked to people about things like this. Uh, I mentioned before Timothy Masters. He and I wrote a book about his experience where he got convicted of a murder he didn't commit, spent 10 years in prison, he got out, he sued a bunch of entities, and he got some money for that. He got $10 million. And um, I've had people say, Steve, I'd take 10 years in prison for $10 million. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. And the reason I say that is that Timothy Masters didn't know he was getting out until the very end. He had a life sentence. So did this guy. A life sentence. Every day you are in there, you realize that you are more likely than not never getting out. And so it's not where you can just go, oh, I'll sit in prison for 10 years, cool my heels, and at 10 years and a day, I walk up and they hand me a $10 million check. No, you spend nine and a half years in prison believing you'll probably never get out. You're innocent but you're probably never getting out. And then you see a bright glimmer off in the distance, but it's way off in the distance, a possibility of getting out. And you don't even feel that until about nine and a half years in. And then you finally do get out. And so unless you've spent 10 years locked up against your will, don't tell me that you'd do that. Oh, I'd do that. For, this isn't a reality show. This isn't Survivor. Okay, 
This is a judge telling you you're going to prison for the rest of your natural life because you killed two people and you're a hothead. Okay, judge probably didn't say that, but I'm trying to make a point here. So, Chin, thanks for sending it. But the man is now out. He's 71 years old. He'll get handed a check for a million dollars. And will that make up for his lost life? No. Uh, is his property still there in his name? I highly doubt it. So he's got to start all over again. Now, he's got a million dollars to start over with again. And some people are going to say, Steve, but his attorney got a chunk of that. Yeah, his attorney probably did. Uh, but still, he got a chunk of money for it. And the question is, does that compensate from the time spent in prison? I don't think so. No, it does not. No, it does not. So a lot of strange things going on in a relatively short story. But the state of Michigan has agreed to pay $1 million to the man who spent nearly 21 years in prison for the deaths of two hunters that he did not cause. He did not cause. There was no physical evidence, but, but portrayed at trial as a hothead who didn't like trespassers. Who does like trespassers? Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. I named my dog Six Miles, so I can tell people that I walk six miles every single day.